0: Hello my friends, welcome to episode 24 of Rookie Mistakes. I'm currently in Kyoto, got done with my first day here, I'll be here another two days, and it is really nice, I must say, being able to record this episode and not having to worry about how much noise I'm making because it's midnight right now. But because I'm in an Airbnb, I do not have to worry. I thought on today's episode, I would do a travel guide to Florence. I must say, doing this guide, it took me quite a long time to finish and the further and further i got into it the more it made me miss florence and i really want to go back because it's such an amazing city i was actually looking forward to going to florence more than i was rome leonardo da vinci who for those that don't know he is from uh, florence or born in the region of florence i should say but he's one of my favorite people in history So there's that tied to it. And then also two of my favorite shows, Da Vinci's Demons and Masters of Florence. You can check out Masters of Florence on Netflix, I believe. Yes, those two shows also take place in Florence, the Medici family, a very prominent family in the history of Florence. So there's that as well. I go back and forth though, honestly, between whether or not I liked Rome or Florence better You could ask me on any day, and the answer might change. But the thing I really liked about Florence over Rome is that you still get a rich history where there's a lot to see in the city, but it's a lot less overwhelming, and there's fewer tourists, so you don't really have to feel rushed, and you can really just focus on enjoying the things around you. As always, we're gonna start this guide out with the food because that is my favorite thing. Really quick though, as far as when I was there, I was there from March 23rd to the 27th. So really I only had three full days to see everything and I I didn't actually get to see everything that I wanted to, but I saw all of the important things. So to food, here's the thing with food. Normally I have a handful of places for you guys to check out, but I only have two for Florence as far as food and then I have a few gelato places. But these two places for food, I don't even think you need to go anywhere else, honestly. If you don't want to stress about figuring out places to eat, just go to these two every single day, one or the other, and you will have an amazing time, I promise. The food's amazing. So the first place, it's called Mercado Central Central Market in English for you guys. This place is a lot like the Grand Central Market, if anyone has ever been there in Los Angeles. It's Very similar, but just a 100 times better. It's a two-story building. On the first story, they have a bunch of different places that you could buy meats from, cheeses, Italian delicacies, all these different things. Think of it as a farmer's market, but indoors. And the second floor is a humongous food hall, and they have everything from... Sushi, pasta, gelato, pizza. They have Chinese dumplings. You can drink wine. They have cannolis, cappuccinos, breads. They have platters of cheese with cuts of prosciutto and other cured meats, fish, pork, hamburgers. A lot of variety that I did not really see in Rome. And what's funny is they actually have the same market. They have this version of it in Rome as well. It was by my hostel, which I found out when I was looking at it a few days ago doing this guide. And I guess you can go there too in Rome, but I don't really, I don't know. I feel like Rome had a lot of different restaurants that were pretty apparent to me of places I wanted to check out. Where Florence, it was a lot harder to find places that I really, really wanted to go to, except for these two places that I ended up eating at a lot of the time. So I would go to the Mercado Centrale. That is one of the places that you absolutely must check out overall in Florence. You could easily spend four to five hours there, especially if you're with friends, just drinking wine, eating good food. What I had at the place was pasta, pizza, gelato, and I had the Chinese dumplings, which were delicious. I must say, they also have servers, which is kind of a cool little feature. So you don't have to go and get drinks. They'll ask you what you want and they'll bring glasses of wine to you or whatever other types of alcohol you order. It's a very nice place, but as you can imagine, there are a lot of people, it gets very crowded. I think if I remember correctly, if you do go in the afternoon, it shouldn't be too bad. That would be a better time to go As far as the hours go, it's open until midnight so you have plenty of time to check the place out if you end up going to one of the museums or something like that during the day. This other place I'm going to recommend to you and I think I finally have decided this is the best budget meal in the entire world. It was so good. This is a sandwich shop, alright? And I didn't discover this place until my second day. In Florence, I saw people walking around with sandwiches all over the city. Like, I'm not even kidding, everywhere. Every freaking other person had a sandwich in their hands. And I never really thought to think like, oh, what is that, right? And then I happened to stumble across this restaurant. So it's called Al Antico Vinayo. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, but excuse my poor Italian. But yes, Al Antico Vinayo, that's A-L-L apostrophe, A-N-T-I-C-O, and then V-I-N-A-I-O. This place is probably the most famous place in all of Florence, maybe even more famous than Michelangelo's David, and that's only half a joke. That's how popular this place is. I've never seen longer lines in my life. This restaurant is so popular, right, okay, that there's three different restaurants and they're all right next to each other, Every single restaurant has a humongous line. I probably waited 45 minutes to an hour to eat these sandwiches, and I must say it was very much worth it. It's quite the experience for you to have in Florence. The workers go between the restaurants because different restaurants will cook different things. So one of the restaurants handles all of the breads. So you'll see workers carrying stacks of these loaves of bread from the, to the other restaurants. Let me hit you with some stats here as well, really fast. 24,000 reviews on TripAdvisor, 8,500 on Google, and 1,000 on Yelp. I've never seen more reviews of a place in my life. This is definitely a rite of passage to wait in line to eat at this restaurant. I went here twice. If the lines weren't so long, I probably would've eaten the place every single day. I loved it. It's cheap, it's filling, There's nothing else you could ask for, especially as a budget traveler. There's five different sandwiches that are considered the most popular sandwiches. The two that I tried, I got the Inferno. It's called Le Inferno the first time I went there. And then the second time I got two sandwiches, I got Le Inferno again. And then the other sandwich that I got was called La Dante. The Inferno is a little bit spicy. It has some type of spread on it that makes it spicy so if you don't like spicy don't get that one but there is an urban legend that if you get the inferno and you don't like it then you're going to hell when you die so be careful with that one and that's just a joke i'm not serious about that but seriously 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 the inferno is an amazing sandwich the dante la dante this one was tough to finish for me i think because it was my second sandwich that played into it as well, but they had this spread on it that I thought was some sort of cheese mixture, but it wasn't when I looked it up. It's actually just white truffle with this other type of truffle mixed with olive oil, and that was what the spread was, but that for me got a little bit too much, and it started to get more difficult for me to eat it as I got further and further down the sandwich. Think of those things that you eat sometimes, right? Like they're absolutely heavenly, but as you eat it more and more, it just becomes a little too much and you have a tough time finishing it. It makes you really full. That's how I felt eating it, but you definitely can't go wrong, I think, if you just get that sandwich by yourself. The sandwiches are five euros, so a lot of people, what they'll do, is they'll buy two sandwiches for themselves and then they'll just eat it all at once. And I think you could probably just get away with eating two sandwiches and being done eating for the day. That would tie you over, I think. So that's a great way to save a lot of money. You can also customize sandwiches at this place. I don't know if I'd wanna do that particularly because the lines are so long and it's so hectic that to customize a sandwich, I wouldn't really want to deal with that. And then them also trying to understand the English. I know they spoke English, but still just dealing with all that. Don't really want to do it. You can also buy wine. Nothing special. It's cheap wine. I want to say it was around five euros or so for a cup. Is It's a plastic cup of, of wine. You just get a plastic cup and they, they let you pour it yourself. So you could pour it as high to the brim of the cup as you want. All right, fill it to the top, go crazy with it. So I had that the first night as well. So I had one sandwich and a cup of wine, just sat in one of the squares in Florence. Such a lovely meal. As I said earlier, it is the best budget meal in the world. You have a delicious sandwich and I can't name something that's that cheap that is that delicious. I will say the bread is a little bit tough, so if you're not into that, just be warned, but I really like tough breads, or I should say crunchy bread. It had a little crunch to it, but it was such a great sandwich, one of my favorites. Just thinking about it, it makes me wanna go back. I almost really do wanna just go back to Florence so I could eat at this place again. <laughs> I'd probably have it at least three times if I went back because I just was eating it up. So great. So those are the two restaurants I'd recommend. You're probably going to want to go to the sandwich place twice, and you're probably going to want to go to the central market twice. So that covers four meals right there. And then if you're not, let's say, eating more throughout the day, that could be a full day's worth of meals for the cheap costs. Really quick, too, to the the central market as far as like what's the cheapest things you can get there. If you just stick with pizza, pasta, and then the Chinese dumplings, that stuff's really cheap. It's pretty reasonable. I think you'll pay around 8 euros or so for a dish. And then as you get to like the burgers and the, the pork dishes and the meats and all those things, that can get pretty pricey. So just be warned with that if you're looking to save money. For the gelato, I have three places for you. If you need a quick gelato fix after lunch or dinner... The gelato place in the Central Market, that's totally fine. It's good gelato. The next place, Venki, is it Venki gelato or Venci gelato? I don't know. I think Venki gelato. Venki, Venki gelato. If you listen to my travel guide for Rome, I mentioned this gelato place as well. It is a chain, so they have one in Florence and you can never go wrong with this place. Good gelato. They have great chocolate as well that you can buy there, so that can be An issue sometimes. I do think that I got gelato at that place and I also bought a bag of chocolates. So I got my sugar fix on that day because I know that I ate the whole bag all in one sitting, as I always do. The third place for gelato, and this is the place that I recommend. It might just be in the top three for best gelato I have ever had. I think. This is the must-go-to place in Florence. It's called Gelateria dei Neri. That's N-E-I-R-I. Amazing gelato, good price, good portions. They had mint gelato as well, which is not normally a common flavor, so that was a nice little surprise because I really enjoy mint ice cream. Definitely check out this place if you're in Florence. You absolutely have to. It's a super high-rated place. Amazing gelato, loved it. So, that is the food. Now, on to the sites. I'm just gonna go over everywhere that I went, and then I'm also gonna give you like my top five of where I think you should go if you're strapped for time. As I mentioned earlier, because I was such a fan of Leonardo da Vinci, they have a museum specifically for him, and it's a very small museum. It took me 45 minutes to see everything in it, super cheap, seven euros. You don't need to buy tickets online or anything. You can just go into the front, buy the tickets, and then they let you through the little gate, and then you're in the museum. It wasn't crowded or anything. If you're a huge Leonardo da Vinci fan like I am, I think you should go. But if you're not, you can easily skip this place. You don't need to go here by any means. I will say it is cool... To see the amount of inventions that he came up with that were early versions of some of the things we have today, it really is a marvel what he was able to create. He had plans for flying machines, for tanks, for, I think, an early version of a machine gun. Like, there's just so many things that he was so far ahead of his time. The next place I went was called the Galleria dell'Accademia. That's D-E-L-L apostrophe A-C-C-A-D-E-M-I-A. This is where Michelangelo's David is, and this is one of the highlights, I think, of Florence. It's a 14-foot statue of the biblical hero David. It might just be one of the greatest works of art when it comes to statues in the world. The level of detail of this statue, whether it's the symmetry, the hands, the feet, I want you to look down at your hand right now and... Notice your fingernails and then the lines on your skin, on your knuckles, and then like the veins you have on the face of your hand. All of those things are included in the statue. It's the most lifelike statue I've ever seen. I spent only 30 minutes in this gallery. I don't think there's really much else to really see in the gallery besides the David statue. And most of my time was just looking at the David statue and then kind of just perusing around seeing if there was anything else. I really enjoyed, too, all the brave souls that stand in front of the David statue because everyone's kind of in a circle around the statue, right? Taking photos, and then you have that one person every now and then that goes right in front of it so that everyone who's taking a photo, they all have that person included in their photo now, right? But they need to get that photo with David, so kudos to them, I guess, for going for it and being brave. Next place I went, Palazzo Vecchio, that's V-E-C-C-H-I-O. This is the town hall of Florence still to this day. And it's just, a think of it as a museum. It's in the Piazza della Signoria, which is one of the town squares that's pretty famous in Florence. So you'll kill two birds with one stone going there. You'll get to see the square and then you'll get to go to the Plaza Vecchio. That's also where Cosimo Medici ended up moving. I think after he built his palace, the house that they were all, the family was living in, he eventually moved to this palace. So he lived there as well. Next up, Piazzale Michelangelo. Piazzale Michelangelo. It always makes me want to talk in an Italian accent saying these things. So this is one of the best views in Florence going here. You have to go here for sunset. There's a copy of David in the square up there. Not anything as good as the real one. And I think it is made of copper because it's turquoise. It's not, it's pretty worn out. You could tell that it's it's seen some time, baby. It's seen some rough days being out in the sun all the time. If you're visiting here with friends, i think you should go up to this place with snacks and a bottle of wine because there are a lot of steps that people sit around and they just watch the sunset and admire the view so it's a great place to just chill after a long day the square is essentially just one big parking lot so you can also take a car up there i walked personally it wasn't that bad of a walk definitely walk if you can because you get to see everything along the way that side of Florence you don't really go to because most of the sites you're going to be seeing are on the opposite side of the Arno River, which is like the main river. If you've ever seen a picture of Florence, I'm sure you've seen a picture of Florence. If you've ever seen like a view of the Arno River and then the city of Florence, that view is specifically from the Piazzale Michelangelo. So that's how you know about that. There's also stands and trucks up there that sell drinks and snacks. I think they sell ice cream. You can just get water, sodas. I think they even have some food. So that is always an option as well. Next place, the San Lorenzo Market. This place is right outside the Central Market. So you can just check it out. It's all just stands where they're selling leather goods, arts, souvenirs. I personally try and avoid these places because I'm not very educated in buying things like this, so I'm always worried I'm gonna get scammed, which is a shame, but if you're into that kind of stuff where you're looking for souvenirs or you're looking to buy stuff for other people or you just like to, I don't know, if you enjoy leather goods, I guess I should say, I think they had leather jackets and things like that. They had watches, bracelets, all all that good stuff, hats. That is where you're gonna to wanna to buy that stuff. Next place, the Uffizi Gallery. That's the most famous museum in Florence. So it's one of the biggest nightmares to get into the museum because the line is just brutal. What you're gonna to wanna to do with this gallery is buy your ticket online and then you'll pick up your ticket right outside the gallery on the opposite side of where the gallery is for a timed entry into the museum. And then where this gallery is also, it's like a, it's a courtyard. And so as you're walking through this courtyard to the Arno River, there's statues lined up against both sides of the walls with all the prominent figures in the history of Florence. So it's a really, really great place to just experience the architecture of Florence It's very unique, I think, to most other cities in the world because you rarely see things like that with so many statues, especially outside. You also, I think when you're in the Fuzi Gallery, there is an area where as you're walking from one side of the museum to the other, you like are in the middle, right? And so you can look out down onto the courtyard, which is kind of cool with all the people there. It is hard to take a picture though, I will say, because the windows are closed. So having to deal with the glass there kind of sucks, but what are you going to do? I spent two hours in the museum, so I'd say expect around two hours. I always take my time, I'd say, walking through the museums, but I'm not really stopping at all unless there's something interests me. So if you're like me, then expect two hours. Next place I went is called the Pitti Palace, P-I-T-T-I. That one is on the other side of the river with the, Ar- the Arna River with Piazzali, Michelangelo. This palace is also where the Boboli Gardens are, so you're going to see both of those things with the palace. This is an absolute must. You have to go to this place. There's a great view of Florence from the Boboli Gardens as well. You can lounge out on the hillside overlooking Florence, like out on these gardens. The gardens are huge. There's mazes and fountains everywhere. Definitely a highlight of Florence. I would say probably expect two and a half hours for the palace and gardens, so... I actually went to the Uffizi Gallery and the Petey Palace the same day. So I th- I would actually recommend doing both of those if you're able to in the same day because those are two of the bigger things to see in Florence. And then you can knock them out in one day together and it's really not that stressful to do it. Like do one of them in the morning. I think I did a Fusi Gallery in the morning and then the PD Palace in the afternoon and then maybe even you could go to the uh, Piazzale Michelangelo for the sunset view. Like you can group those three together in one day and that would be absolutely beautiful. So think about that. The eighth place that I went, Giotto's Campanile. This is the bell tower if you've ever seen in the main square of Florence. It's in the Piazza del Duomo and you can climb this bell tower. You see the view of Florence looking down on it um across the way is the Duomo cathedral where you can see the dome and all the people on top of it looking at, from that angle from for the view that you can see from there so you basically look across at each other and it's kind of cool to you know wave at them or see what's going on up there the the top of this tower is is fenced off so there's no way you can fall off but what's funny is that The view from the Duomo Cathedral that isn't fenced off, which is weird to me that they'd allow that to not be fenced off, but then they'd allow, like they'd they'd fence off the tower. So kind of weird, but what are you gonna do? And last but not least, as far as things to see, is the Duomo Cathedral. This one's the biggest nightmare of them all, I must say, because of the lines. So this is the only place that I did a guided tour for. The tour I did was on Get Your Guide if you want to check it out. It's called Florence Duomo, which is D-U-O-M-O, guided tour and reserved to access. First off, I'd like to say the tour I thought wasn't worth it. Our tour guide was pretty crap, to be honest. I feel like we kind of got screwed over a little bit. I don't really remember specifically, but it's kind of fuzzy in my head, but Just to go over the tour really fast, what it included, right? So there's a baptistry, there's the cathedral, then there's the dome, which is a part of the cathedral, but that's like a whole separate attraction where you're actually climbing to the top to see the view. Then there's a museum, right? And then there's the the Giotto's Campanile, the tower, right? These are all included in this tour, okay? So what we did on this tour... In the morning, we went to the baptistry, which is right next to the the cathedral. It's across from the tower, okay? So if you look up a picture of Florence, you'll see it. We went to the baptistry. We talked about the art or whatever, okay, like on the ceiling. We spent so much time talking about the ceiling. It was really exhausting. And then from there, she said something about how we couldn't stand in line for the cathedral because the line was so long that... We'd actually have to wait in the line. And by the time we were done waiting in line to go into the cathedral, then our tour would be over. So she basically gave us the option of doing that or going to the museum. And so the museum is also next to the cathedral. It's behind the cathedral. And this museum, it's called the Opera Museum. It's really just a bunch of statues. It's not really that big. What ended up happening is our group decided we weren't going to wait in line to go into the cathedral because the tour guide recommended, and I will give her credit for this because it actually... I think was worth it. She said that if you're gonna climb the dome to the top of the uh, cathedral, while you're inside climbing, you can go in a 360 degree angle. You can walk around the top ceiling area of the of the cathedral before you go up into the dome outside. So you can actually see into the cathedral from the top looking down into the bottom and you can really see most of the things. So you're not really missing out on anything. So. What's happening in Florence for this for this cathedral is there's a line to go up into the dome. It's called Brunelleschi's dome. That's the climb to the top for the view, right? So there's that. There's a line for that, and there's a line to actually just go into the cathedral on the main floor, and that's usually for the religious people so that they can see it and they can pray and all that stuff. But if you just want to glance at it. And you don't want to wait in that line because I will say it is an absolutely brutal line. You're probably going to end up waiting two hours in that line unless you go there straight away in the morning and you're one of the first people there to wait in line. So I don't necessarily think it's worth it. So kudos to her for telling us that. So after we went to the the opera museum, we had a timed entry to climb Brunelleschi's dome, okay? And then that was the end of the tour. The Giotto's Campanile, which was included in the tour, I believe... If I remember correctly, there was a a ticket she gave us for that. It was valid for two days. So I ended up going to climb the tower on the second day. I didn't do it the same day. So to recap that really fast, if that was confusing, I went from the baptistry to the opera museum. And then I climbed Brunelleschi's dome, which is just a part of the Duomo Cathedral, right? It's just that big dome. If you look up Florence, you'll see it. And then I climbed to the top, which I will say is probably one of the most difficult climbs i've ever had as far as all the places i've been in the world because i've been to a lot of places where you have to climb up pretty high for views and that one was the most difficult it is kind of scary so if you're a bigger person whether that's like height or weight all right hide or wait <laughs> or if you're afraid of tight spaces i don't recommend trying to climb the up to the dome because it's a very difficult experience kind of cool though because you're seeing all of the ways that they were able to build this dome. You're seeing it from the inside. You're seeing the things that they had to do to make repairs or add on additions to the dome, whatever it may be, which was kind of cool, I will say. So that's the Duomo Cathedral, one of the most popular, I'd say, destinations in all of Florence, of all Florence. As far as things I missed, I wanted to go to the Bargello National Museum. This was a former barracks and prison. It's now just an art museum. Another place I wanted to go was Sanmi miniato which is m-i-n-i-a-t-o this is just a small town an hour away by car from florence it's up in the hills it just looked really beautiful looked like a cool place to do a day trip another place i missed was the palazzo medici that As I mentioned a little earlier, that was the original house of the Medici family. Uh, Cosimo Medici, who was the head of the Medici family, he commissioned someone to build it. And then, like I said, he ended up moving into the Palazzo Vecchio. But he had all the, you know, all the lesser Medici's, all the peasant Medici's that didn't really matter, had no influence. They all still lived in the Palazzo Medici. The last place I wanted to go that I missed out on was Michelangelo's tomb. He is buried in Florence. It is at the Basilica di Santi Croce, which is C-R-O-C-E. So that is a place to check out as far as the church goes. And then you also get the added bonus of seeing his tomb. It's probably not the most amazing thing to see, like his tomb. It's probably pretty underwhelming, but... I just being a fan of Michelangelo as well, and if you've been to Rome, if you've seen the Sistine Chapel, if you've seen David, the talent that this man had to be able to just say that you you know saw where he was buried, I think that's definitely something just to pay your respects and be- give him a give him knuckles, you know, give him props for everything he accomplished. That would be a cool thing to do. So I'm, those are definitely places I want to check out if I ever go back to Florence. What did I like about Florence? You can walk everywhere. And I mean literally everywhere in Florence, like the city center, all of the things, as I think I mentioned, are pretty much near each other, so you don't need a car. The only time you need a car is if you're going to just be one of those lazy people that doesn't want to walk, or maybe you're not capable of walking up to the Piazzale Michelangelo. That would be the only time you'd need a car, I would imagine, or if you're going outside of Florence and going into the wine country of Tuscany or whatever it may be. There weren't as many tourists As there were in Rome so that was very nice these are the two things I always like about places instantly if you can walk everywhere and then if the tourists if there's not a lot of tourists like oh I just instantly love the place and with that with the walking everywhere it's not as spread out as Rome so it's just really nice because you don't have to worry about getting from place to place and you don't have to be so specific with your planning to where If you you know if you're going back and forth from one side of the city to the other in Florence, it's not a big deal or anything. It's not like the it's not like you're gonna be spending so much time traveling that that's gonna matter. The views in Florence are absolutely gorgeous. Whether it's from the Domo, the Domo at the Domo Arigato, Mister Rabato. Whether it's from the Domo at the top or. The Campanile Tower or the uh, Piazzazzelli, Michelangelo, stunning views, some of the best I've ever seen. Florence is a beautiful city. The food is cheap. If you stick to the Al Antico Vinayo and then the Central Market, especially, you're you're golden. You're going to spend not that much money. And then the sixth thing I liked about Florence, and I'm just got to say it again, man, Al Antico Vinayo, that. That just really makes Florence one of those places. It's so, so delicious. I need to go back and eat that sandwich. It's funny, I'm hyping this up so much, this place, that it's either gonna be really good, but you're gonna be like, yo, you hyped this place up way too much. It wasn't that good. Or you're just gonna be like, this place sucked, like F you. So hopefully that's not the case, but I promise you it's freaking amazing. So go there. I can go on and on about Florence. I can't think of anything that I didn't like. If I had to nitpick, it would just be that like my hostel I stayed at was outside the city. So every single day I had to walk 45 minutes to an hour to get into the city center. And then I had to go home like 45 minutes to an hour, which kind of sucked. But you know what? That's like just a personal issue. So yeah, don't really have anything I didn't like about Florence. What a place. Tips for Florence. Walk everywhere. No reason for a car or public transportation. Like I said, unless you're going outside Florence, just walk. It's amazing to see everything. Take it all in. Walking even to up to the Piazzale, Michelangelo. It's like a whole hidden other part of Florence on that other side of the Arno River. And that's also not a place that a lot of people go to because most of the people are sticking into the city center where like the Domo Cathedral is and the other attractions like that. For your time in Florence, so like I said in the beginning, I was there for three full days. I would say four full days is the way to go to see everything you need to see. You could do it in three, but it will be a little hectic. If you're planning on taking a day trip somewhere in Tuscany, I think five full days is the way to go. And if you're looking to explore the wine country, you want to get a little hammered, you know, have fun with the friends... Maybe six or seven days in Florence would be great. I definitely think Florence is one of those places where you could easily just chill there and just relax, and it would be a pleasant time. I'm sure there's a lot of great wineries. I'm not a wine drinker myself, so that's not something I'd ever be interested in. But yes, I'm sure there's a ton of great wineries as it is Tuscany. So definitely spend a week there if you're looking to check that as well as Florence if you ask me the top five things that you need to see if you're not going to have that much time in Florence, I'd say the Galleria dell'Accademia, Piazzale, Michelangelo, Uffizi Gallery, P.T. Palace slash Boboli Gardens. Those are included together and then the Duomo Cathedral. And then with that, if you're going to choose one view, OK, let's say you're deciding between climbing the tower or the Duomo Cathedral, climb the Duomo. Mr. Pato. I need to say Diomo, 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 okay. Climb the Diomo, the view is more spectacular. You're higher up than you are in the tower, and then you're not restrained by anything blocking your view, so you can take amazing pictures. You have a 360 panoramic view of all of Florence, and then also, if you're lucky, you'll get to hear the church bells ringing all across... The city. I got the opportunity. I was lucky enough for that to be happening while I was up there, and it was very breathtaking to just be looking at the beauty of Florence, seeing the Arno River, seeing across, seeing the the hills and everything, and then hearing the bells and the wind blowing in your face. What an experience! Tip number five: Get al antico vinaio for dinner one night, and just sit somewhere around. The the Diomo Square listening to the street performers and just take it all in around you it's a really great experience to have it's super relaxing and then just there's something about seeing the the cathedral and just the architecture of Florence and then it's dark there's not so many lights like it's light enough to where you can see but it's not like the city's really brightly lit and then you have the amazing sandwich and then the street performers I think there was a violinist when I was there and they were doing Game of Thrones and like Harry Potter and just cool things like that which isn't you know not very Italian or anything but it was a very cool experience I think one of those unique experiences that you wouldn't really imagine would be a thing but it was a lot of fun just eating my little sandwiches by myself. My sixth tip, and this one as always, this is personal preference for me but I will say I don't really think you need to do a guided tour in Florence. I think if you're gonna do a guided tour make sure it's so that you're getting into one of the places quicker by being able to skip lines. As I said, the only guided tour I went on in Florence was the Duomo Cathedral, and like I said, that wasn't best, it didn't turn out the best, but you live and you learn. That is all I have for Florence. Just talking about this makes me wanna go back. Wow, that just flew by. That's gonna be the end of this episode. Definitely go to Florence, amazing city. I'm gonna to have to talk about Kyoto, in the next podcast, probably, because I'll be back in Tokyo. Like I said, I have two more days. As I mentioned earlier, I have two more days in Kyoto, and Kyoto is one of those places that has a lot of beautiful views and things to see, I think probably more so than Tokyo. There's a lot more famous sites in Kyoto, so I'm lucky that I'm able to see them all here, thanks all for listening if you have any questions about florence if you want more specific information about anything as always Conjay hancock is my conj hancock at gmail.com is my email address and then my instagram is Conje hancock if you just want to send me a message if you liked this episode subscribe leave a review please that would be lovely thank you all for listening hope everyone has a great week see you guys next week